Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Big Q's MMA Q. I'm your host, Quentin Kelly, and let's just dive right into it. The first story of the day, we got TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo. You can catch them on TMZ Live. They were talking to Mario Lopez as well. They really want this fight. They want the super fight. Now, Henry keeps talking about coming up to fight TJ at, at Bantamweight, 135 pounds. But TJ and his coaches feel like he doesn't deserve this since he just beat Demetrius Johnson. But TJ Dillashaw has no problem going down to 125 and taking that belt. It seems like nowadays you got to have two belts to be in the talks for anything nowadays in the UFC. But I feel like that would be a fun matchup and get TJ the big fight he's been calling for for the past couple of hours. Because I don't think Dominic Cruz is a good matchup because last time they had the fight, not much happened. I don't believe that Cruz won that fight, but I don't think anyone wants to see that fight again because it would just be the same fight. There's no one hitting each other. Everyone's running around the ring like it's a track meet. I don't I don't get it. I don't I I want to see Cejudo. That's a more interesting matchup because Cejudo with his Olympic wrestling, I feel like could uh, throw TJ off a little bit, but when it comes to striking, TJ Dillashaw, hands down, has way more phenomenal striking. He can mix it up. His angles, his movement, his footwork, oh my goodness, it's some of the greatest I've ever seen. But yes, TJ and Cejudo, they're trying to get it done, and Dana White needs to see these two men and make this fight happen. They need to get the contract going. Second thing on today's list, we got Connor and Khabib finally announced. They had that press conference right before UFC 227, and it had everybody there. But the biggest thing we need to talk about is Connor versus Khabib. Now, I already placed my bet. I'm betting my good friend John 20 bucks that Connor will knock out Khabib because I think this is going to be the fight of the UFC century. I think it's the biggest fight ever. Because of all of the incidents that led up to this, Connor being out for two years, it makes it interesting. But but the thing I see is, like Khabib, he he can he can wrestle you, he takes you down and pummel you. But here's the thing: every fight start, every round starts standing. So I don't know because Connor's quickness, his power, that nuclear left hand. I don't think anyone can just eat him all day. And Khabib, he likes to rush in. So I don't think Khabib is going to have a very fun time coming in. Because if he rushes in, he's going to get caught the same way Jose Aldo got caught. And we and he does not want that. He needs to be patient. He needs to set it up with something. But like I said, Connor's boxing so crisp. It's so clean. I don't think Khabib has a chance on the feet. He needs to get this fight to the ground immediately. Immediately. If not, Connor can he can hit you from different angles. He's going to hit you with that left. He's going to hit you with spinning back kicks. He's going to pummel you until you don't want to be there anymore. People say he doesn't have a gas tank, but I think going 10 rounds with the greatest boxer of all time proves something in my mind. But, yes, Connor and Khabib finally announced. Finally announced. Yes, yes. All right, our next topic, 
Woodley versus Till. It got announced. Colby Covington stripped of his interim belt because Dana White offered him the fight and he didn't take it. He's claiming he has some nasal surgery. He couldn't take a Claritin. He couldn't take anything. He couldn't take Claritin and uh, fix that stuffy nose to fight Tyron. So they put in the young, hungry monster, Darren Till, with that crisp striking. But this is the thing. Woodley is so, so much shorter than this man. Till, during the face-off, they look like they're in like three different weight divisions apart. It was crazy. But I, I, you can't count Tyron out because Tyron, he can be patient. We have seen him get knocked out before a couple times, like Nate Marquardt. But we can see him be patient and wait it out and use his wrestling. But I don't think Darren Till has also faced someone with a right hand quite like Tyron Woodley. So this fight should be interesting. I feel like this is one of the more interesting fights coming up this uh, fall season. Because I think that Till's stand-up is very, 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 very advanced. Tyron, his stand-up's okay. He just has very good power. What Tyron needs to do is implement his wrestling game. He needs to implement it more in this fight rather than the last few fights that he's had. He hasn't been implementing it that well. So I feel like if Woodley implements his wrestling and uh, grinds it out, I feel like he can take this fight and beat Darren Till. And... Uh, Dana already said Kobe Covington gets the winner of this, and I think we all want to see Tyron Woodley beat the shit out of Kobe Covington. I think we all do. I don't think there's a soul on the planet who likes Kobe Covington. Like I like my fair share of trash talkers, but when it seems disingenuous, when it seems prepared, it seems like he hasn't even wrote it. He's coming off like Roman Reigns does when he tries to talk on the mic in WWE. It comes off as fake. It comes off as forced. So that's why I can't stand Kobe Covington. But that's the fight I want to see is Woodley vs. Till. The next segment we have today... We have Kevin Lee talking about UFC 230 and where he's going to be implemented. He's saying that he is keeping his body in tip-top shape. He's staying in fighting shape just in case Khabib pulls out. He keeps saying Khabib's going to pull out. You can't blame him for saying that even though he is being cocky. But Khabib has had a very, very long storied past of pulling out of fights. It doesn't help. He works at AK, he, he trains at AKA where you beat the shit out of each other and injure each other before fights. I see, it seems like that's what they like to do. Everyone gets injured there. I haven't seen Kane Velasquez fight in like four years because I don't even know. They like to beat the shit out of each other there. But, but, yeah. Kevin Lee's saying he's going to replace him. He says that Khabib will pull out. He's going to eat some more tiramisu. He's going to miss weight. So Kevin Lee's staying on weight. And we see this happening also with Woodley versus Till. you got Kamaru Usman still training, staying in fighting weight. So in case Darren Till misses weight or something happens, he can, he can be replaced for that fight. So that was the MMA mix back. And here's where here's where the next segment's going to go. I, since it's my first episode and I want you guys to know where I'm coming from, I want to name you guys like my top five, my top five MMA fighters of all time. And this isn't 
me saying like these are the greatest. These are who who entertain me and who I love. Well, first up, we got Chael Sonnen. Like I said, he's not the greatest fighter, but he got trash talk for days. He is hilarious. The stuff he says to Tito Ortiz, the stuff he says to Wanderley Silva, the stuff he said to Anderson Silva. This man is a goat just for his trash talking. I mean, come on. He got a fight with John Jones, a title shot, literally for no reason, just because he knows how to talk on the mic. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> These aren't in any particular order, but my next favorite is Conor McGregor. Now, he does have the trash talking, but he's a he, he backs it up almost every time he's in there. He's he's brought it in there every time he's come in there and he's performed. So I think I love him because just the stuff he says, his trash talk, like when he told Floyd Mayweather, why are you carrying around a backpack? You can't even read. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? I just love his confidence, his swagger, and that's why I think he'll beat Khabib. He's so confident. His striking's so good, I just don't see anything else happening. Now, my next two are knockout artists. You know who, who they are. I, I love Quentin Rampage Jackson. I grew up loving Quentin Rampage Jackson. As, as soon as I heard his name was Quentin, he became my new favorite fighter. But then I seen him knock out Chuck Liddell, Vanderlei Silva. I saw him win that belt. I was so happy. Oh, my goodness. I love Quentin Rampage Jackson. His interviews, even in Bellator, even today, he is hilarious. <laughs> All right, next one is Anthony Rumble Johnson. I love him. He has that one-punch knockout power. He's exciting. I became a big fan of him after he beat Alexander Gustafson, and he showed the world what he was capable of. Now, I'm not going to get into his DC fights where he likes to wrestle. I don't know why he wanted to go up and wrestle an Olympic wrestler. That might be the horrible, like the worst game plan I've ever seen in MMA history. But I still love the guy. He knocked Glover to share out in 10 seconds. I was there watching that live. It was on pay-per-view. It was so good. It was so good. It was so great. Oh, my goodness. And, uh... Yeah. Oh, wait. Nope. I forgot. Michael the Count Bisping. The reason I love Michael the Count Bisping is because everyone likes a comeback story. I was the only one rooting for him. Everyone thought Luke Rockhold was going to knock his block off. Everyone thought Luke Rockhold was going to beat the crap out of him. And then look what he does. He knocks him out in the first round, gets the, the fucking UFC title that he's been fighting for forever. He was on season three of The Ultimate Fighter. He won. He's been in the UFC for forever. And I just love the way he's come back, after, especially after Dan Henderson knocked him into the stratosphere with that fucking right hand and then plowed on him like a damn jackhammer with that forearm. I love that Bisping came back and he beat Anderson Silva. He defeated Luke Rockhold in their second fight. He defeated Dan Henderson in their second fight. He beat Anderson Silva, but... He did lose the GSP, but I can't blame that because GSP is one of the greatest of all time. But yeah, there you go. That's my top five. And uh, we're going to be right back after this intermission. And we're going to talk about some more uh, like the new middle middleweight matchups made for UFC 220, no, 230. And then we got uh, Cody back in the gym. Should he stay with Team Alpha Male or should he not? We're going to talk about that. We got Tony Ferguson. He's finally cleared after tripping over that wire and tearing his leg again. We got Brock Lesnar in the testing pool and Nate D. Yes, we'll be right back.
Hello and welcome back to Big Q's MMA Q. I hope you like that intermission music. I hope you guys know what it is. I'm not going to let you know. You should already know. <laughs> We're going to get right back into it. We got the middleweight matchups that's been made for this fall. We got Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa. This is going to be a great matchup. Both are physical specimens. Huge men. I don't know how they make 185. This is going to be interesting because Yoel Romero did come off of that close loss uh, against Robert Whitaker. Uh... I feel like he won that match. I feel like when he dropped him, I feel like he he just did enough. I think he had three rounds of two, in my opinion, but you never know. You don't want it to go to the judges' hands. But, uh, yeah, uh, Paulo Costo as well, man. He's coming off of that victory over Uriah Hall, that devastating body shot. Just folded Uriah Hall. He had nothing to do. He couldn't do anything that fight. Uh, we also got Luke Rockhold. He's coming back. He's going to face Chris Weidman. This is going to be their second meeting. The first time they met was when Chris Weidman had the belt. Luke Rockhold came in. He he just dismantled him. He ground and pounded him. TKO. It was nasty. Uh, he's but this is this is different though because this is a Chris Weidman that got flying kneed by fucking Yoel Romero and blood was leaking out of his head. This is a Luke Rockhold that got knocked out by Michael Bisping. This is a Luke Rockhold that got knocked out. By Yoel Romero. This is going to be a weird fight. I don't know who to go with this one. But for some reason in my mind, I feel like Chris Wyman's going to have his number. He's going to he's gonna get him this time. He's going to get him this time. I feel like he's going to implement his wrestling a lot better this time around. But uh, uh, next match is going to be... Uh, they got Derek Brunson. He's going to be fighting Israel Adesanya. This is going to be an interesting matchup because Israel Adesanya is coming off of that win against Brad Tavares where he just dismantled him. He looks like a young John Jones, just lengthy, using them elbows, them knees. He's going to be a big star. Uh, but this, I feel like this is going to be, he's going to run through Derek Brunson. All Derek Brunson does, he, he, like, he fights like Boracho from Mortal Kombat. He fights like a drunk. He fights like a drunk. He like storms you. He just swings wildly. I feel like Israel Adesanya is going to use his range. He's going to use his uh, footwork. He's going to be able to just uh, pepper him with kicks, knees, elbows. It's going to be it's gonna be a long night for Derek Brunson. Uh, not in uh, middleweight. We also got Frankie Edgar versus the Korean Zombie coming up. That's going to be... That's going to be a huge match because Frankie Edgar, you know, he just came off of that loss against uh, Brian Ortega. But, uh, you know... I feel like this match is going to be great because neither of these guys get tired. Neither of them ever quit. So that's going to be great. We got Durandamy versus Pennington. Uh, Jermaine Durandamy versus Raquel Pennington. Uh, coming off of Pennington's uh, last loss, uh, just getting destroyed by Amanda Nunes. Uh, but then you're facing Durandamy, which her, uh, she has a good strategy. She likes to punch people after the bell, you know. She might use that in her advantage again to uh, win the fight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- those are the new those are the new matchups made for this fall. We also got uh, our next topic is uh, Cody Garbrandt. He's back in the gym, and my conversation is: Should he stay with Team Alpha Male? I like he gave TJ a lot of crap, but he, you could just see the holes in his game when he throws. He just drops his right hand. He, he's, he's wide open. He's never going to beat TJ Dillashaw if he stays at Team Alpha Male. It's just not going to happen. Um, unless Uriah Faber brings in a young, hungry, like great striker, you know, the great striking coach. I, I feel like that it's not going to happen, though. I feel like he needs to change camps as much as crap he gave TJ for it. If he wants to 
uh, think about legacy. He needs to change camps. I mean, you see Mike Perry, the way he, uh, he he was just a brawler, but now he's at Greg Jackson's. He's mixing it up. He looks nice. I feel like Cody Garbrandt needs to make a move like that because I, I feel like that would get him back on back on the top. He needs to fight, you know, I feel like he's two more fights away from another title shot, but he's never going to win if TJ Dillashaw is the man he's fighting. But uh, after, next up, we got Tony Ferguson. He's cleared. He's finally cleared after tearing his knee. Oh, my God. Freak accident. Freak accident where he tripped over the wire at a Fox studio. But uh, he's finally cleared. You can go look at his Instagram. This man's training crazy hard. He's acting like he never tore shit. He's he's squatting with multiple weights. He's, he doesn't give a crap. And you know he's already in the conversation for uh, uh, t- whoever, fight, whoever wins out of Conor and Khabib. You know... I feel like it should be him because he was the interim champ. He just got a freak injury, but I feel like he poses more threats to Khabib than Connor. The way he moves, though, uh, the way he because like Connor's good, but when El Kakui gets taken down, he's gonna slip in a Darce choke, and Khabib wouldn't be able to do shit. But uh, also, we got Nate Diaz. This is the topic I did want to talk about a little bit because uh, Nate Diaz he he came back. They announced him versus Dustin Poirier for USC 230, which is a stacked card in Madison Square Garden. It's going to be awesome. Uh, he was on stage answering questions, you know, doing his whole Nate Diaz thing. And then they showed a promo for Connor and Habib, and he left the stage salty AF. And uh, I don't, I get it, but he needs to know he's not Connor McGregor level. If you look at his record, he's only he's 19 and 11. He's he's a good fighter. People like him, but he was nothing. Really, until fucking Connor made him something, but uh, he say he doesn't want to fight in the card now. He's talking crap. I feel like if they do fight, I feel like Dustin Poirier will have the advantage because Dustin Poirier likes to throw leg kicks, and leg kicks are a big factor when uh, Nate Diaz fights. He gets his leg chopped up because he likes to stand forward on that foot. But uh, Nate Diaz, you love him and you hate him sometimes. I hope I really hope this fight goes through. It's going to be an interesting fight because I feel like the UFC wants Nate Diaz to win, and they want him to fight Conor McGregor because if Conor McGregor beats Habib and uh, Nate Diaz beats Dustin, it'll set up the trilogy fight for a belt, which will probably make the most numbers, the most pay-per-view buys of all time in UFC, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that that. Nate Diaz, I don't know, man. It confuses me sometimes. I, I I like the Diaz brothers, but sometimes they just do too much talking for their own good. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's gonna do it for the MMA news this week. Uh, you can catch me uh, pretty soon in the next couple of days. Me and my buddy John Cordry, we're gonna do uh, WWE SummerSlam predictions. That's gonna be a whole different show. That's not gonna be the MMAQ. That's gonna be a uh, WWE type show. And also, uh, we're going to do uh, video games and movie reviews and stuff like that. Because me and John also, we're going to do top 10 video game movies in honor of Slenderman coming out this uh, this past weekend up in theaters. Because there's nothing coming out this week. So we, we just figured we'd start with top 10 video game movies. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, give me feedback. I like constructive criticism. Y'all have a great one. Peace out.